Hey, 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 what's up, guys? Happy holidays from the Strange Road. I'm Mikey, this is Bub, and of course, always in master control, Stoner and Disbro are here with us tonight, always holding it down, making everything look and sound dope as usual. You guys rule. Thank you guys so much for all their hard work. All of the, the whole crew, we've been working hard this year, and so we wanted to have a special little holiday get-together for all you guys out there because you guys have been bringing it. All you guys in YouTube chat and listening and watching and sharing and commenting, everybody, uh, we appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you. Um, one of the things that I'm super, super grateful for this holiday season is all of you guys, uh, especially, you know, all the creators that come and hang out with us. You guys are great. But networking with all of you has been such a pleasure this year. I see Cryptids of the Corn, Sess in the City, Chasing Mound Builders, Born Not to Run, Flutz Capacity. Ambassador chasing, uh, who else? Necro, which brings me to Necro Mechanimal. Please go follow him on Instagram. Check him out. Necro, thank you so much, dude, for all the <clears> stuff <throat> you've done for us this year as well. Super grateful for you. The artwork is fire. Literally, every guest we have on, we, we tell them about the artwork, and it's, right. it's one of the things that we look forward to. <laughs> People and, are always just like, how <laughs> did you do this? We're like, we're not even sure. Yeah. We're pretty happy um, about it still. We're always and, stoked. Yeah, and it's just been a rad year. Uh, so many people have come out. We've met so many people. And, oh, yeah. And uh, it's just been a lot to be thankful for, grateful for. And uh, we got a good show tonight. Well, it's wild too because we're, we're we're full circle, right? Like we went around once. Like this is really like went around the sun last time. year. This time we were just kind of firing up. <laughs> yeah. So really, last year around this time is when we had uh, Mr. E and, and Jay from Cryptids of the Corn on. True. And they were our first in studio guest back from uh, yeah in the new studio. So we did. You and I did the uh, uh, CryptidCon preview, and then we had a virtual guest who was DA. Yeah. And then the very next episode were Mr. E and and Jay. We had a ball. Got so, it. Fun. Uh, much love to those guys. Um, you know, you guys can always find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, Facebook at the Strange Road. You guys can find us here on YouTube. You can like, subscribe. Please share that video. Got to hit that notification bell to make sure you know everything that's happening down here. And uh, we've got a lot of great stuff coming. And so many listeners from all over. You know, we're a bit of an international show. Our numbers have been growing so much across seas in the UK, Australia, South Africa. Yeah. Um, a lot of English speaking countries, but some not. Japan. Um, and, and you it know. just depends. Yeah. I'm not sure if people there are, you know, able to speak multiple languages and understand English or it's somebody that speaks English that's in another country that's listening to an English speaking show or what's right. going on. But I yeah. mean, yeah, we're in like something like 40 some odd countries. Like, it's cool. It's a fair percentage of the globe, which is wild. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty I mean, it, it blows my mind when I look at it. Yeah. That's why I look at those numbers. I mean, yep. I'm interested to find out, you know, where people are listening or why. Yep. In our top states right here in Ohio, baby. Always. Holding it down. Columbus Always. is one of the top cities. Appreciate everybody locally. Um, you know, we really want to spread the word more locally here in Ohio as well. We've been um, trying. Yeah. yeah, I think we, we're we're trying to do, uh, you know, grow a home base. That's what, sure. we're, that's what we're trying to do. And, um, you know, other states, California, uh, Washington, New York, 
lots of people listening in those states. Oh, yeah. Texas, um, Florida. Yeah. I mean, it's all over. I will say some of the more remote states will get – there's, like, one lone listener out in, like, you know, North Dakota and South Dakota probably in, like, well, Wyoming. Burton. Like, <laughs> may, hey, there That's you go. Burton, dude, there you South go. Dakota. It's all him. But, yeah, like, we'll, we'll have that where you get, like, you just, like, a couple listeners here and there. But, I mean, yep. it's cool. It is what it is. Yep. And uh, we're, we're still happy to have people that are pitching in and, uh, yep. you know – commenting giving us ideas on stuff to look at or yeah. what they don't want to hear or whatever it is you know there's a lot of back and forth and that's good it's not just us talking to ourselves which let's be honest we'd still do that too yeah i don't think we'd stop no 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 wow. not at all um this is kind of a special edition winter solstice you know me i love the ancient tra- traditions oh. and yeah. and you know the importance of all that and and also uh Christmas traditions. Uh, it's right before the holidays. Just to let all you guys know, we're doing this live stream. Want to hang out with all you, but we are going to take a little break. Our Monday episode. Uh, we won't have a Monday episode this Monday, but we'll be back January first, and that's going to be Mike Ricksecker, who paranormal paranormal investigator. Um, he's been on Ancient Aliens. He's been on. Um, He's been on uh, what's the oh, uh, William Shatner show? Unexplained. Yeah, the unexplained Sorry, yeah. with William Shatner. There. And uh, he's super, super interesting guy. So um, Monday we are taking a little holiday break just to let you guys all know. And uh, yeah, it's been an awesome year. Yeah, much appreciated. Yeah. And uh, we can hop right in if you want, Bob. I mean, you got some comments. I mean, I can't really read that right now. You can't read that. No. Oh, we had Seth in the city. She was saying <laughs> Oklahoma in the house, which there we go. She All might right. Be our one off Oklahoma listener, which we'll take it. Uh, All day. Chasing Mountain Better Sooners are the best, or Okies are the best. That's hilarious. So I've got. You do you yep. want to kick it off? I'll let yes, you I will dive into that kick for a minute because I'm, I'm totally. going to make sure that I don't uh, screw the pooch on this one. Yeah, no worries. I'm um, going to enjoy this beverage is what I'm going to oh, do. It's, yeah, it's a good one. And we are drinking some special special brew here tonight uh, from a good friend and uh, just popped it open for the first time. It's magnificent. Pretty tasty. Pretty tasty. Yeah, I dig it. Um, <clears throat> this article, um, Winter Solstice Traditions from Around the World and so this is, you know, we thought we'd find some some cool holiday articles. Some of these are old, but, um, you know, I think they're worth looking over. It's interesting stuff. Um, we got, so just when you think December has enough to celebrate between Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's, a lot of people don't think about the winter solstice celebrations. And there's many across the world. My entire life, yeah. Um, You know, growing up Christian, a lot of those kind of celebrations kind of merged into into Christmas. So um, some people don't think about it. Uh, I started getting hip to winter solstice celebrations when I started visiting the Serpent Mound. Right. And they used to do the lighting of the serpent. Yeah, there you go. And so that was kind of uh, disbanded about four years ago, Ohio History Connection said no more, no more lighting on the serpent or any of those ceremonies, unfortunately, because a lot of people look forward to that every year. So yeah. that's kind of when I got hip to these winter solstice celebrations, but they're all they're different all over the world. Um, the first one we're going to look at, St. Lucia Day in Scandinavia. As with many modern celebrations, ancient festivals observing the winter solstice merged with newer winter solstice rit- rituals to create the holiday season. As we know it today, in Scandinavia, St. Lucia or St. Lucy on December 13th was the old calendar 
winter solstice. Okay. So we're on kind of this new Gregorian calendar. Um, so this goes back really far back. Um, and the 13th basically starts the Christmas celebration season. So one thing we're going to learn tonight is people used to get down. Let's and bring that party back. for weeks. Let's bring that. What back. are we doing here? We're what? slacking, bud. I think we need. The we need to be drinking wiki, you know, for a whole month straight. Just shut down for December. Please. Why don't we? Let's get ready for the new year. <laughs> Everybody can get their taxes in order. Yeah, you know, not that we will, because we'll wait until April, whatever. Yeah. And, but and it's some a nice traditions spot. is December thirteenth. We'll learn about it to, through January sixth, which is weird because that's my, one of my daughter's birthdays. I don't even want to talk about it. And that's so what it has much. to do is is the whole completion of the sun's process to get to the long, the shortest day of the year, which is the twenty first, the solstice. Right. But the the sun actually hangs around for three days in a row. So December 21st, 22nd, 23rd is the time when it doesn't get any lighter. So it it kind of, after the 24th and 25th, it starts getting lighter every single day, more and more every day until we get to the spring equinox where it's equal days of, of light. Right. So basically that whole time, because the sun taking that procession was so important that people did nothing. They would just take off weeks at a time and just party, man. I, we're going to talk about that because I, <laughs> I want to know why. I want in on it. So, I feel like uh, we're getting the raw end here of a right, deal. Right. So this is a huge celebration. Um, basically, women would wear red sashes, wreaths, um, and they would have lights on their heads. So basically candles with these big wreaths with candles burning. Um, and this festival incorporates... Um, Bonfires, ginger snaps, ginger snaps, like saffron bon- flavored uh, All of it. buns, and glog. What's you ever glog? had some glog? glog? I don't know. Should we look that I up? I think it's kind of like eggnog. No. Um, what is glog? Yeah, you might want to look that up. Somebody Jeez. in the chat. I thought it's a know. spiced, sometimes alcoholic mold, wine, or spirit associated, especially with Sweden. It's a traditional Nordic drink during winter, especially around Christmas. <laughs> we need to get some of that glog. So it sounds like uh, wassail or yeah, pretty uh, much wassail. mold wine or, yeah. you know. Hey, yeah. man. That's cool. Hey, here we go again with sharing different, you know, uh, practices across many right. different, you know. Cultures and disciplines of firing up the wine and getting ready. And uh, let's talk about the partying, though. Continue. Let's, let's party more. I think okay. we should. Shout uh, out real quick. Happy birthday to my brother Jordan today. Georgie, happy birthday, brother. Old man. Um, so the next one, the second one here is called Dongzi. And there this we is go. A, a festival in China. Did I do good on that one, Bob? I think so. Okay. I would say so. So this thousands-of-year-old festival on December 21st, 22nd, or 23rd, remember what I said? Is celebrated with family gatherings and a big meal, including rice balls, called Tang Yuan. Thought to mark the end of the harvest season, the holiday also has roots in Chinese concept of the yin and yang. After the solstice, the abundance of darkness in winter will begin to be balanced with the light of the sun. So, like I said, for those three days... <clears throat> which is symbolism for Jesus, uh, yeah, I know the, the rising yeah. sun. Yep, 
also. So, you know, Makes there's sense. a lot of these kind of crossovers yeah. of, um, you know, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and then Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. That's yeah. when the sun is rising and it starts to get lighter from that point every single day. <clears throat> I'll take that because I could use some more right. brightness. It's a right good now. way to it's think nice about it. I look forward to the winter solstice because I'm like, after that, it's going to get lighter and brighter. I've never every thought of, of that. every day. I've never thought it's of exciting. that. It is exciting. Yeah. I'm, here's the thing about delaying gratification. <laughs> I'm really good at it. And now at this age, I'm going to start getting the benefit of knowing that. See, yeah. I could have been soaking all this up for like 20 years. We've never talked about this. I've never even dreamt about oh, it. I don't well, even know so why I would too. ever think hey, about this. Hey, this episode's just, for never, you, bub. I'm, it's my Christmas <laughs> special, and I'm learning a lot. Sorry for everybody uh, else. You already all know this, but oh, Mikey is blowing my mind right now. Uh, the next one, Stonehenge gathering in England. Of course, you guys have probably seen a lot of that footage from people, the the old dr- dressing up as druids. The druids yeah. They have a lot yeah. of festivals <clears throat> around Stonehenge. We should really make it a point to go to a solstice event or an equinox event at Stonehenge sometime. It's a party, just, bro. Just stop. Oh, I would yeah. go hang out with some druids. And then we could go to um Would you that? go would you go as the Mandalorian? Well that one I think you'd be a little out of place. I don't know if you would. You could get some Renfair gear together and I think and blend you could in. just go as whatever you want. Sure, you totally could. As the yeah, Mando. Especially the summer solstice. That's that's the real party. Yeah. Jeez. Um so, although no one knows exactly why the ancient circle of Stonehenge was built, but no denying it lines up with the movements of the sun. And and basically, this global monument is built around the summer solstice and the winter solstice. And archaeological research suggests that festivals have happened here for millennia. Um, you know, they, they have, of course, probably pits of chicken bones and rib rack bones and discardment from these huge festivals. Maybe they're right. not eating on the grounds, but, you know, nearby there's probably some buildings that they've found where, you know, big long rooms where people get together. Who knows? Yeah. Um, modern revelers have taken up tradition gathering at dawn the day after the longest night to witness the magical occurrence of the sun rising through the stones. So wait a second. Gathering at dawn the day after the longest night. To witness, so that's when we need to go. Uh, so the sun's perfectly rising through the stones at that time. It's free of charge, although parking is limited. So I mean, dude, you could like hitchhike over there. You could take a, those big buses. That's what we did. We just bus to it from um, oh, one of its little city with the amazing cathedral that we saw. Um, if I had headphones on, Stoner could probably tell me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah taking a break good. from the headphones tonight. So it's nice not. We're to definitely writing. Just the brain trust. Yeah, is not connected yeah. to <laughs> the Neuralink. The Neuralink is disconnected. And we have an control. air gap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, air gap. That's perfect. We got an air gap. Um, so number four, this is uh, Shabaladya. Did I butcher that? This is I an. Think I- it's close. This is from Iran. Um, the ancient Persian festival, like many winter solstice holidays, celebrates the shorter days and the victory of light over darkness. 
meaning birth. Yalda is marked by the family gatherings, candles, originally fires lit all night, poetry readings, feasts. Because you have to get through the longest night of the year. So they're like, oh, this is like, it's rough. We're not going to see the sun. So like packing in, they're getting hammered. Well, maybe not getting hammered, but they're eating tons. I mean, they're eating tons of food, watermelon, pomegranates, traditionally eaten. I mean... Uh, eating of fruits, all these things. Uh, So they gorge on all these things to get their vitamins, nutrients, to get them through the winter so they don't get colds and sick. Well, I mean, they're not wrong there. They're saying legend is, uh, you know, eating the fruits of summer will protect you from illness in the winter, of course. Yeah. Get your vitamins, get your vitamins. Just get all them vitamins. Number five, Winter Solstice Lantern Festival in Vancouver, British Columbia. To honor many cultural winter solstice traditions, Vancouver's Secret Lantern Society created the city's annual Winter Solstice Lantern Festival. Participants can attend workshops to create their own lanterns. That's pretty rad. That's cool. I've set up lanterns before at at festivals. It's pretty – the one time it was like tilting forward and it, the the side of the lantern started catching on fire. I'm like, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, those uh, paper lanterns. Yep. Yeah. Um, so cool. There's one British Columbia. Toji. Uh, this festival is called Toji, and it's in Japan. Uh, the winter solstice in Japan, called Toji, has a few interesting customs associated with it. Traditionally, a winter squash called kobacha is eaten. One of the only few crops that would have been been available in those days, you know. It, that thing better taste cold, good, right? Right. That better taste good because I, I get the dedication to the the uh, tradition, but I don't know if that tastes like garbage. I'm not eating it, right? Um, and then they do these citrus baths called a yuzu. That I could get down with. Yeah, I could do a nice citrus bath. You know, warm water uh, refreshes the body and the spirit. Um. And then we've got number seven. Oh, that's what the they put those capybaras in those capybaras in there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. The hot tub baths. Yeah. Those things love them. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, I didn't know there were capybaras down there. In, well, not naturally, right? They just you know put yeah them, put them in there. Um, ecosystems and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to do number seven? Sure. Santo Tomas yep. Festival in Guatemala. This is interesting. Although the Catholic Church now observes the Feast of St. Tomas on July 3rd in Chichi Castanago. Is that right? Castanango? Guatemala, the festival is still celebrated for a week leading up to the winter solstice of December 21st. Why? Likely because it's a mix of the Catholic ceremony with the native Mayan rituals that may have been timed to the solstice. So that's interesting. Today, the feast features brightly colored traditional costumes, masks, parades, fireworks, and music. So, all right, that's like they really did, you know, uh, took the whole Christmas in July and kind of blended it into December. And then they also have fireworks, apparently. So I'm down with that. So albeit from a distance, I don't ever like to set off fireworks by myself anymore. Um, Mikey has taken a uh, intermission here. He's on his way back if anybody's. Missing him. Um, number eight, Soil, the Hopi tribe. Soil, that's the name of the, the celebration, Soil. Yeah, yeah. The indigenous Hopi people of present-day northern Arizona celebrate the winter solstices, uh, solstice as part of their religious tradition honoring Kachina or Katsina, 
which are ancestral spirits representing the natural world during oh so the kachina dolls okay mm-hmm. during the soil solstice ceremony which is led by a tribal chief the sun is welcomed back to its summer path with ritual dances gift giving children uh, gift giving to children prayers uh, for the coming year singing and storytelling are also part of the festivities um, prayer sticks and kachina dolls are often made in preparation for the celebration. You've got a couple can, of those can, in the office, Can you see right? the kachina in Master Control? Can we take that Master Control shot? I don't shot? know that you see You might not be able to see kachina. it. It's above Disbro's head. Well, I mean, I that's... Oh, it's... Can you see it? Right under the blue bar there yeah. is the kachina. See the kachina? Got the dance going on. There we go. We got him pointing it out. Oh, cool. Home Shopping Network. Yeah, we were... Uh, that was... I believe a Navajo reservation in Arizona. We That's cool. <clears throat> I dig it. I would love to have one. I need to go get some. Yeah. They're pretty cool. We all got one. I think I got a couple for my house, too. Number nine. Yeah. Burning the clocks. Brighton, England. So fire needed to like the dark days of winter. Has traditionally been part of winter solstice celebrations. The modern-day burning of clocks festival in the seaside town of Brighton took up that notion for its year, yearly solstice parade, bonfire, and fire show. People wearing costumes representing clocks and the passage of time marched to the beach with lanterns made of wood and paper. <laughs> what the? I, how, I didn't know any of this was going on. This is great. Yeah. All hey, right. by the way, shout out to Stoner's dad, Nancy, all oh, yeah. you guys. Uh, I'm not sure if they were in the in the beginning. Uh, you guys roll. Much we love being you here. Guys. Stoner's dad's rocking. Hell yeah. Coming in at number 10, we got the New Grange Gathering in Ireland. The 5,200-year-old New Grange Passage Tomb and Ancient Temple are aligned to the winter solstice. A small opening above the entrance fills with light on several sunrises surrounding the solstice, gradually extending throughout the chamber to illuminate it. The dramatic effect lasts for 17 minutes. Although the exact reason for the tomb was created uh, this way isn't known, it's speculated that it makes um, a mark of the new beginning of a new year and the triumph of light over darkness. This, all this duality, light over darkness. And it, yeah. But here's the thing, like, yeah. Is it just the way we're looking at it? Like, is it really light over darkness, or is dark? Overcome light when it turns dark. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just inter. I don't know. Yeah, it's to me how we as a species tell stories. Yeah, and create stories, and maybe that's where some of these stories come from. Sometime, like you're saying, of like, well, the sun's at its lowest for three yeah, days. Yeah, people and then- freak out, and then all this superstition right. arises, and they're like, we have to do this to ward off the the darkness. That's what it was like <clears throat> being in uh, South America, the guy down in, uh, not South America, uh, Costa Rica. The yeah. guy said, uh, you know, during the non-rainy season, like the locals yeah. would freak out. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, look, man, he's like, it's like a produce section in a grocery store around here. It rains every five minutes. Everything's so lush. Like, if it doesn't rain for a day, they will lose their mind. Yeah. Like, it rains all the time. I was like, I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, number 11, Illuminations, California's Mission Churches. An illumination effect similar to that seen in Ireland's New Grange tomb, so the one we just talked about, has been discovered halfway around the world in more recent, though still old structures, mission churches in California and Latin America, such as Old Mission San Juan Bautista, built by Spanish missionaries in late 18th and early 19th centuries to convert Native Americans to Catholicism. That's interesting. We got another one coming out of, uh, this one sounds like the one you kind of had earlier, the Dongji. Yeah. 
South Korea, though, this time. So in South Korea, the winter solstice is known as Dongji. One of the winter solstice rituals includes eating a red bean porridge called patjuk. Red is considered to be a lucky color, so the dish is meant to keep bad spirits away while embracing good wishes for the coming year. So now you've got the Christmassy colors of red, red and green, this and that. It's weird how much overlap there is. It's too weird. I don't really understand how it happens, but number 13, the Montol Festival in Cornwall, England. A reinterpretation of ancient Cornish winter solstice rituals, the winter solstice festival of Montal begun in 2007 in the town of Penzance, celebrates the culture of England's westernmost peninsula, wearing carnival-like costumes, geysers, those wearing disguises, form a procession with lanterns, creating a river of fire meant to celebrate the return of the sun. Hello. Hello, sun. Even the Beatles, right? They weren't wrong. <laughs> Well, that's nope. uh, that's all of them for that's the first good. one, isn't it? That was there? a good one, right? Right? That's what so we, what we got there. going on in the chat here, guys. You guys hanging out with us? Damn, chat's on fire. Look at that. Necker asks, what book are you reading right now? I don't know if that's directed at us, but uh, I'm reading Empire of the Summer Moon about the Comanches. That's a wild, 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 wild story. When you say read, are you reading it or are you not audibleing it? I'm actually reading that You're one. reading it. Yeah. Okay. Now, and I say audible, that because audible I, book I need to know when people are reading or not right I need to get audible. Yeah. I just need to do it. Yeah. Um, but I'm listening to uh, The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross That's right. by John Mark Rowland. That's what you're, yeah. That's an audio book I'm listening yeah. to. I've tried to start a couple books. I haven't gotten there. I want to reread Ishmael and Hologram Universe read that. again. I need to read that. There's so many people that I've met that talk about Ishmael over it's the so years. I'm like, I, just I just haven't read, read it. it. Yeah. I just, I've read it multiple times. I'm sorry. I haven't reread it recently. But right. anyhow. Uh, but yeah, as far as books go, I just don't find time to do it. I should make time to do it. Yeah. I like reading. It's a good time. Need to restructure some of my habits. That's about it. <laughs> um, we got so, next. Yeah, this next one is 16 pagan Christmas traditions that people mistakenly credit to Christianity. Oh, let's go. What do you got? Well, here's the thing. In the early time, so Roman times all the way into Christianity, it's slowly blended together. Well, yeah. Over hundreds of years. And it's all Greek. You know, the Romans had to kind of assimilate because the Christians became so powerful in, in so many numbers that all of the emperors eventually, starting with, um, uh, what's his name, all converted to Christianity. Um, you know. Uh, I don't even want to venture into that historical yeah, The Council of Nicaea, the, the, the folks that put together the Bible, uh, so the story goes. Um, but, uh, you know, on his deathbed, that that emperor converted to Christianity. Alexander? That, that, no. Gosh, I can't believe I don't remember this. Right I have now. no idea. I know this story very well, and, and I'm, I'm failing. It's all right. Uh, miserably. It's all right. Anyways. Not a history lesson night. That's too no, much. No, not at all. I'm not doing it. So that's what you got to kind of keep in perspective is the Romans were pagans. You know, they were Saturnists. That was the big thing with the, the Romans. Religion was Saturn. And so all of their rituals around the winter solstice were... Saturnali was their festival. Hmm. Um, but uh, so nowadays, the number six, ranking at number 16, the 12 days of Christmas. You I ever wonder this. about the 12 days of Christmas? I had no idea we about kinda it. We kind of talked about it a little bit already from the 13th on or the 6th, whatever it is, the, the 12 days of Christmas. That's this time where the sun's trickling towards the slowest day of the year and it hovers 
and is light out for three days straight, and it's it's interesting. I think you know, so. It's this extended period. So um, the, although the people recall them through the famous song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, however, the Middle Ages, it was commonplace for workers to down tools and relax and celebrate Christ's birth, birth with masses. And revel, uh, and revel stretched over almost two weeks, and the Council of Tours established the Twelve Days in 1567 A.D., when they announced that the period between Christ's nativity on December 25th and Epiphany on January 6th should be a part of Christ's Mass celebration. But why was the period so long when Christ's birth related to only one day? The reason was simple. The Roman calendar from the mid-December to early January was jam-packed with midwinter festivals. There you go. Most famous of all was Saturnalia. Saturnalia. And which started on December 17th, and by the imperial period, it lasted for a whole week. The Brunilia marked the winter solstice on December 21st, and celebrations carried into January, with January 7th dedicated to Janus, Janus, which is basically Jupiter. Okay, so uh, we got number 15, Christmas feasting and overindulgence was a hangover from the pagan winter celebrations. That's hilarious. Uh, During Advent and up until Christmas Eve, Christians would fast as they prepared for the nativity. However, once Christmas Day arrived, they made up for for frugility with indulgence in excess. By the Middle Ages, it was customary to down tools for the Christmas period and enjoy a surplus of food and drink and riotous entertainment. Mummers and dancers were favorite pastimes as well as all-around rowdy behavior. Many justified this excess by claiming they were celebrating Christ's birthday in high style. However, this behavior was no medieval degeneration, for it's clear that partying and pleasure were a part of even the earliest Christmases. Okay. Bro, when we were in our twees to get down on Christmas... We, we go did. to the bar Christmas we Eve. We did. Was now one it's of the about, most extreme nights of the year. And, and now it's you know Christmas starts Thanksgiving night, and people yeah. go out shopping on it, or they used to. Thank God it's not as bad as it used to be, or at least it doesn't seem like it was. Because online shopping, nobody's really come on, there. man. Like just that's too much for me. I just I'm an anti shopper. I don't do well at it. <laughs> I'm just not good at shopping. I'll tell you guys a hilarious story. Uh. When my wife was pregnant, this is years ago, okay? We're after Thanksgiving party. (laughs) We're rolling back into town. She's like, I got to get a new Christmas tree. I'm like, no, we don't. It's Black Friday. There's no way I'm going into a store to get anything right now. It's not happening. So we, I get drugged into this Target to get a Christmas tree. Within 10 minutes, I am having a panic attack. People were so rude and extreme. I couldn't take it. I can't do it. So I literally left. I walked out of the store and I was gone. I had to sit in the car. I literally, she was so like, I'm I'm not going to be around this. It's just like people bumping into your cart, trying to get around you. No, thank you. No, please. No. Well, it's just chaos. Yeah, it was was rough. I had to get out. I'd rather hang out and party. You know what? Don't give yeah. me a gift. Let's let's party. Let's hang out. And guess what? Everybody's buying presents. Let's go get some booze instead. Yeah. <laughs> we can do that. We'll That's get, right. We'll get some eggnog. Right. And we'll have a campfire or a nice, you know, hearth. 
Yep. Warmed up and snacks and nuts yep. and whatever else, right? Yep. Treats. That's what I always re- what's one of my favorite things I remember about Christmas is like candy and snacks and different things that like we just didn't have year round. Yeah. Because again, like that was the best part to me. Like, yeah. oh my God, what are we gonna eat? Go to my grandma's yeah. house and she'd have that tin full of treats. Oh yeah. God. Different kinds of popcorn, the cheese popcorn, butter popcorn, so caramel much, popcorn. Oh, so much food. Yeah. So, so I'm so excited for Christmas. Yep. I love food. Now charcuterie boards are I'm looking forward to charcuterie. Get after it. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Bring me snacks. So we got Christmas caroling next. This is a good one. Christmas caroling. All right. You ready for this? So yeah. we all think Christmas carols is a, a spiritual joy celebrating Christ's birth. And, you know, it's right. People, that's what people do now. But, however, the original carols had nothing to do with the birth of Christ. Indeed, Christmas hymns were a part of Christmas church services until the 13th century. And many of the familiar carols sung today were written in the 19th century to revive the caroling tradition. For although in the Middle Ages, groups of people sang carols while going from door to door, much as they did until recently, these medieval songs were a country tradition and firmly pagan in origin. Pretty cool. So that's what you're going to see is like all the things that Christmas carols are sung about, which is holly, wreaths, uh, holly berries, Christmas trees, literally all these plants. You ever think, you ever wonder why plants are so important to Christmas traditions? Whether it's holly, it's leaves, mistletoe, Christmas trees. Never it's thought all about it. Earthy pagans, man. It's that's the the things that grew. I didn't know that. That still grew, you know. So, um, there's a lot there. We'll, we'll get to some of that. Uh, So Christmas decorations these days take from tinsel, bulbs, or even a variety of other artificial formats. However, the original Christmas decorations considered of winter greenery and once again postdated the birth of Christ. Crowning the doors as a reference to practice of hanging evergreen vegetation around entrances was another pre-Christian custom. There you go. You want to do number 12? Yep. Christmas trees were an extension of this tradition of life amidst the death of winter. So we go back to this whole you're using kind of the natural elements or back then with that. Yep. They didn't have a Walmart to run to or some Target to go get some decorations. So it's what can we use? So one theory about the origin of the Christmas tree is that it has its roots in props from medieval mystery plays. The, quote, paradise tree constructed from a fir tree hung with apples acted as a mock-up of the tree of knowledge in a favorite theater production of the medieval period featuring Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Um, By the 16th or 17th century, similar trees began to appear in the doorways of German houses decorated with apples or wafers, precursors of the more familiar baubles and cookies or chocolates. Uh, As we have seen, evergreen garlands were traditionally fixed around doorways to protect the entrances uh, to buildings from evil spirits. So that's interesting to me. Garlands, evil spirits don't like, you know, decorations or garland. I'm I'm confused. This is kind of like uh, garlic and uh, vampires, you know. Pretty much. I'll take that. 
Hey, if that's keeping the spirits away, yeah. why don't I'll just keep it up all year round? I, you know, I, maybe herbs. I'm down with keeping the Christmas decorations Plants all year. Plants and herbs Screw always it. keep the spirits away in yeah. so many cultures. Number 11 here, Christmas wreaths are another form of Christmas greenery that celebrates the Wheel of Life. Here we go. Made from fir branches, holly, and ribbons, Christmas wreaths are, at first glance, a relatively late addition to the range of natural Christmas decorations. Surprisingly, they seem to have been introduced by Lutheran Protestants in the 16th century who used the wreaths circular shape to represent the eternal nature of Christ or the promise of life everlasting. Instead of hanging the wreath as a decoration, the Protestants used the wreath as an instructive symbol of Advent by studying it with candles to make each week leading up to Christmas day. Yeah. Jeez, man, there's some intricacies going on here. But again, it wasn't Netflix back then, so get the wreath out. Number 10, yeah. Holly was the symbol of the pagan king of winter. Not the All hell, the king of winter. Jesus, some Game of Thrones type business <laughs> yeah. going on now. With its spiked, glossy green leaves and bright red berries. Holly was a mainstay of medieval Christmas garlands, and it remains a perennial symbol of Christmas. To justify its association with the nativity, Christians devise stories that link the use of Holly to Christ. So... Gotcha. In one legend, a young shepherd boy made the newborn savior the gift of a small holly crown. However, after he placed his somewhat prickly present on the baby's head, the child felt ashamed at his simplicity and so began to cry. His tears caught on the holly leaves, and when Jesus touched them, they turned into scarlet berries. Did not know that one. Number nine's a short one. Ivy was the partnership plant of holly. However, it was the symbol of death, not life, so maybe they got rid of it. In the yang. Yeah, well, there you go. A little duality. Mistletoe, number eight, was an ancient symbol of peace, reconciliation, and love. We, we know that one, <laughs> right? I always think of Bill Murray and uh, Scrooge. Oh, oh, dude. What's this? We it's just. Mistletoe. Bro. <laughs> Did your kids watch, watch it? watch it. No, 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 no. They didn't watch yet. it? I used to watch it way too young, probably. It's not a great movie when you're a kid. It's no. great when you're an adult, though. It's one of the best Christmas movies. I loved it adult. when I was a kid, but it I was makes probably. makes me cry every time. Yeah, I mean. Oh, Bill yeah. Murray's pretty good at the end of that. Oh, he's so good. His closing monologue's pretty good. But, uh, yeah, so mistletoe was another plant which, like holly, fruited in the depths of winter and so became regarded as a symbol of life. Uh, so profoundly embedded into Christmas was mistletoe that even when prohibited, it was hard to dislodge from the Christian celebrations. Dislodged? I didn't uh, It was prohibited? Well, who prohibits mistletoe? When was there a ban of mistletoe? Did not know that. The Christians, I guess, in the... Here's one I'm interested in because I don't dislodged know. from Christian celebrations at some point. But why they prohibited it? Hey, too much making out, bud. That's what was going on. Yeah, you think? a little too much, you know, a little slippy slidey in the old uh, sheets action. I mean, it said mistletoe, not like <laughs> you know. Let's just stop there. No, the Yule no. log was lit to celebrate the rebirth of the sun and to keep fires burning while people partied. I've never, I never knew, we never had a Yule log. Did you guys? You ever I, grew up with I, a Yule log? I don't even know what it is. Well, That's why I'm continue. stoked We're about this part. I had never even heard of it. Today, people enjoy Yule logs at Christmas as a chocolate dessert. However, in the times before Christmas trees and when an open fire was the only form of heat in the winter, a Yule log burning in the hearth was the centerpiece of the Christmas festivities. The hearth. The hearth. Robert Herrick. Wrote in England in the 1620s, described how gangs of young men introduced the Yule log to the house with great ceremony. It was hauled indoors, accompanied by song, and toasted as the master of the house lit it with a piece of the previous year's log as kindling. Here's there. to the Yule log. Well, you need to keep a previous chunk. 
Now, hey, we're fire keepers. We know we know about the this wow. this kind of stuff, right? Bub and I are obsessed with. So we need to get a log, and we need to chop off enough of this log that we can keep it for the next, next year, year to light yeah. the next fire, yeah. and then chop off a bit of that nut. Yep. It's the circle. It's the circle of the Yule Log. Who would have thought how cool that was? Why don't we do this cool stuff anymore? Can I'm bringing just, the Yule Log back, damn it. I think we need to start teaching like Hey, Necro, thanks, brother. Much, 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 much appreciated. Happy holidays to you. Uh, but yeah, the Yule Log. What's poisonous? We're bringing it back. He said, yeah, it's poisonous. What's poisonous? David said Who it's it? poisonous. What's poisonous, David? You're going to have to expand upon that. The Yule Log's poisonous? It's no know. good. It's a chocolate it's poisonous. cake. Supposedly. It's a chocolate cake? Now it is. The Yule Log We now, need to look it this went, up. It, no, okay. We need it to went, go on a research trip. This might involve pie now as well. It's Who chocolate knows? dessert. Huh? The Yule Log is a chocolate dessert. That's now what I'm saying. Let's go find the real log, the chocolate Yule Log, and a slice of pie at the yep. same time. Um, candles were lit to imitate the sun and ward off evil, number six. Whether they are burned in churches Festivus or homes. for the rest of us. It just went up. I couldn't see that. Dude, Necro, thank you so much. Necro threw in the chat. Happy holidays and Festivus for the rest of us on a super chat sticker there, which is awesome. I love the feats of strength. My siblings (laughs) actually throw a Festivus party every year. I've not made it to one yet, but they do it every year. Um, Yeah, number six, they used to light a lot of candles. Whether they were, uh, you know, burned in churches or homes, which makes sense. Oh my God, that's a Yule log stone or stop it. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Good God. We got to bring the, Yule, the real Yule log back. Yule I mean, that log, didn't look that great. Goodness. It looks like uh, it looks like a giant Swiss cake roll. Yeah, for sure. But those are some decadent Yule logs right there. Oh my God, it's made Dude, me hungry. Somebody's got some strong Yule log Woo. game. Look at that one. Power sir. through it. So. Jeez. People back in the day burn a lot of candles to ward off evil around this time as well. Makes sense. You see a lot of Christmas decorations. We've got one of them, and I don't even know what they're called. Maybe we have two of them. Yeah. It's the thing from uh, – somebody might have to just hunt this down. It's the thing from uh, Christmas Vacation that Eddie comes up and smacks it and all the, the blades fall off. You know, okay. you light the candles and it makes the oh, yeah, thing yeah. spin. The, yes, yes. Gosh. We have two of those. I don't know what those are called. I don't either, but we have yeah. two of them. And the whole thing with the candles on that. There again, yep. heat from those candles has yep. now been turned into this machination of like a display yep. and just – Hey, we're going to light some candles, and then the next generation's like, we're going to put these on this thing, and oh, we're yeah. going to make this stuff happen. and Just make it cooler and cooler. And then eventually, you know, you're, you know, printing your own Saurons out of a 3D printer. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, going full hog. I love it. Um, to, today, candles are still very much an emblem of Christmas, and many people still light them as scented. <clears throat> I don't understand what that last part means. Light them as scented. Okay. Just to scent for, you know. Ah, just to add aroma. I yeah. see. Mm-hmm. A little poopery. Uh, five, the giving of gifts at Christmas has nothing to do with the three wise men. I never associated that with the three wise men. Did you? Not really. I just thought we got presents. because. Well, so, kind of, yeah. I just thought we got I presents because Jesus was awesome. <clears throat> And he gave us gifts. I like, never knew why we got presents. I was like, how does this have to do with Jesus being born? I mean, other than the free wise men giving them frankincense and myrrh, you know, that which, was their gold, frankincense and myrrh. Which I'll tell you what, I'd like to have those haul. three wise men stop by and see me this year. You give me oh, gold, yeah. frankincense and myrrh? Yeah. 
You're my three favorite, like yeah. three favorite people. Yeah, I'll take it. Gold is rocking yeah, right now. You know, the three wise men. That's an interesting story. Like, who were those guys? Well, they were from a land from Persia or what's modern day Iraq, potentially. Yeah, you know, they're these magi. They're like Zoroastrian type dudes. Yeah. Well, it's I, weird. I like the message of this part because it says, although, you know, Christmas gift giving is overly commercial and often lamented by those who feel detracts from the central message of the festival, presents have always been a part of the Christian celebrations, even if people didn't give them on Christmas Day up until the 1800s. Uh, it was customary to present gifts on New Year's Day. Close to Epiphany, when the Magi presentation, the infant Christ with their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, those who could afford it used an excuse for giving lavish presents while others gave donations of food and clothing to the poor, you know, St. Nicholas's Eve. Mm -hmm. So it's just almost like this tiered hierarchy of gift giving. It's interesting. Um, however, once again, pagans, go pagans, and present giving at midwinter went hand in hand. On December 23rd, the Romans held the festival of the Sigillaria, Sigillaria, I think, is a day when particular markets were set up to sell sigilla, the pottery <coughs> figures that along with wax candles were made as offerings to Saturn. Here we go, Saturn mm -hmm. uh, worship again. As time went on, the Saturnalia celebrations absorbed the sigillaria, and instead sigillaria markets became a place to buy Saturnalia gifts for loved ones and patrons. As of today, these gifts gradually became more and more opulent and expensive, with many Romans spending more than they could afford. So... You see how it spirals. Mm -hmm. um, Seems like that's where we're at now, right? <laughs> Isn't that funny? A, a civilization like Rome just completely collapsed, and they become more opulent with gift giving. <sighs> People are going into debt just to like outdo each other. Sign out, pay familiar. later. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, right? It's getting stranger by the day. Uh, number four, the Lord of Misrule was a popular figure in the Middle Ages. However, he was a blatant hangover from Saturnalia. During the Middle Ages, the Lord of Misrule, who I've never heard of, was the king of Christmas. Whether in a manor, house, or the royal court, the Lord of Misrule dictated all feasts, dances, masquerades, and processions of mummers and musicians. I would like to mm -hmm. know what a mummer is because it's freaking me out to think that that's a term <laughs> of somebody you want to A see. mummer is a singer, right? I don't know, but I don't. He's, he's like the uh, the bard, right? Is that what that is? I think he's a bard. I'm going to look it up. Maybe not. Stoner, you know what a mummer is? I'm asking. Here, he's looking it up. Got it right there. Oh, it's true. I got it. I mean, I, I've got, I chat GPT'd it, but... Traditional performer, so historically a mummer is someone who participates in mumming. Okay. Traditional it. form of entertainment or folk play during certain festive seasons, especially in Europe. Mass parade participant. Leader, um, he's like the MC. He's like the the master of ceremonies, it seems like to me, right? Masked or disguised person. So I'm thinking they're kind of like, you know, part yeah, part of the parade. Like, you mm -hmm. know, they're not the Chinese, you know, dragon at the New like Year. The, like the but New Orleans parade. Or, they're uh, kind of like Green Man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's what it reminds me of. It's like a mummer. That. There you go. Looking like the army of the undead from 1300 or whatever that movie is. 300. You know what Thermop I'm talking about there? Yeah, the Battle Thermop of Thermop Oh, dude, don't get me started on that film. I love that movie still. Number three, Father Christmas or Santa Claus started life as a pagan god. Next to Jesus Christ, Father Christmas takes center stage of the Christmas celebrations. Today, he is celebrated as the central gift giver, but in times gone by, he was a distillation of the spirit of Christmas. 
Christian tradition gives the original Father Christmas a sanity origin, or a saintly origin, excuse me. He is St. Nicholas, a benign and kindly Christian saint who, in the 4th century, was the bishop of Myra in modern-day Turkey. As bishop, Nicholas gave out gifts to the poor and needy. This charitable act was recalled by the giving of gifts on December, uh, December 6th, St. Nicholas Day. The church commemorated the bishop with the medieval custom of the boy bishop. You remember St. Nick? Absolutely. Yeah. That's when you gave your list. Yeah. That's when you passed your word off. Oh, that is right. I totally forgot about that. Something was broken with mine because it never really worked out. (laughs) I don't think the message got to where it needed to go. Whoever that note <laughs> failed. Kind of like the Ninja Turtle belt I oh. never got in third grade. Yeah, never got the pizza shooter myself. Uh, this, was from, this was from proofs of purchase of pot pies. That there was a Ninja Turtle belt that you could acquire. <laughs> like, like the Kool-Aid UPC labels yes. that you'd cut out? You had to get so many. <laughs> Is that even a thing anymore? Because in the 80s and 90s, I don't know, but let me tell you, back in the day, if you wanted something, you had to be resourceful. Yeah. You really had to cut some shit out. You had to mail that shit in, fill out a bunch of paperwork, get your cheap ass shitty toy. And never got it. You were happy. You just never got it. No, my mom just never ordered it. (sighs) Thus began the downfall of me trusting my parents. It was like second or third grade. Because in my mind, Thus I was going to rule the, the playground. I was going to have this turtle belt and oh, like jelly. godlike powers handed over to me by this ninja belt, even though I knew no karate. Um, no, we I just pretended. thought it was going to work out well. And then I, it was like a Bart Simpson trope. You know, I kept asking my mom probably every day, like, hey, where's my ninja belt? You know? Yeah. And she thought I'd forget. I don't think she understood ADD at that time of like yeah. fixation. Oh, yeah. There ain't there no way you're forgetting that. And there was a day of just, she just, I think she just like looked at me and almost was just like, I never ordered it. You know, just kind of like blurted it out. And I was like, I think I was shocked for a minute. And then I was just like, so I'm not getting my belt. So it's not. Happening. Whatever. Okay. Guess we're just have <laughs> not learn ninja skills. Number three. <laughs> oh, you needed that belt to start learning ninja skills? Yeah. Yeah. Or not, sorry, we're on number two. New Year's celebrations were so pagan that the Council of Tours banned them. I don't know who the Council of Tours are, but they banned New Year's celebrations. Number one, Christmas Day was the date of the rebirth of the sun before it was the birthday of the Son of God. Okay, let's break that down a little further. No one knows when the birth of Jesus Christ took place. Fair enough. I'm not even going to speculate. For the first two centuries of Christianity, no one cared, as early Christians focused mm. more on the dates of the martyrdom of Christ. Yeah, does and the it really same. matter? Easter, well, Easter's probably more accurate. I mean, dude, come on. We got people today that we observe. You could be like, when's your birthday? If they never accurately got documented their birthday, whatever you want to say. I'm sure there are yeah. occurrences where it's still tough to figure out somebody's yep. specific birthday. So back in that time, I'm sure they weren't anguishing over it. Right. However, in 221 AD, Sectus Julius Africanus became the first person to link the birth of Christ to December 25th. And in 354 AD, the date had become inscribed on the calendar of Philocalus in Rome. Over the next two centuries, the idea spread and Christians across the Eastern and Western hem- Empire began to accept December 25th as Christ's birthday. December 25th was chosen as the birthday of the Son of God because it was already the day of the rebirth of the sun. December 25th was the first day people could appreciate increased light after the sun standing still, quote, at the winter solstice. So 
again, it's just so much of that interconnectedness with the sun and all these, you know, uh, happenings up in the celestial sky that, you know, we always wonder, did we lose all this information? No, we encoded it different. Yeah. You know, and I, that's how I'd put it like from, say, Native Americans and how they are still very much more in tune with, like, the natural procession and, like, maybe reading the night sky. Mm-hmm. We would be if we just understood that what we're doing is the stories we have. We just told them and told them and we changed them over time or we adopted and them. that's or, okay, and, though. You know, if you're a Christian, <laughs> totally. none of this matters. This is not to harp if, on anyone. I don't even care Jesus one way or the and, other. Whatever know, story you like, pick it and go with it. That's great. I it's think it's cool that not all of these one. ancient cultures just eventually... Absolutely. You know, the, the stories merge. Absolutely. New traditions are born. They're built off of, um, you know, there's so much knowledge lost from 100 years, 200 years. Right. I mean, at what point does did anybody know when Jesus was born? Right. Because he didn't become a legend until he was older. That's what I'm saying. You know like, what I mean? Or not there, a legend, but... Were you walking around like, well, with an no. ID card back then? Yeah. Like, hey, oh, you're, you're Jesus hey, you of got Galilee. Your papers. Hey, <laughs> in a stable. Get yeah. out. Me too. Yeah. You know? It doesn't oh, make three it... three wise men. Cool. Any less important. No. It doesn't make it... I think it makes it more cool. I like to have more a little bit more mystique, too. Yeah. I yeah. think it gets down to a, a really, like... It's just one of those, like, it, it's a... They want to prove it, want to prove it type thing of like, no, we can get down to this date or, yep. you know, whatever. And that's where I'm like, you know, again, like if that's your ride, cool, stay on that yep. ride. But other people are going to have a different opinion. Their holiday came from somewhere else or somehow else or whatever you want to say. Yep. But those are all of the countdowns we had, correct? I think those are the countdown articles. Yep. Now we're moving on this to is the a, more. This is a quick one. Yeah. But more to the uh, interesting Topic of how maybe it started. Yes. From my perspective, <laughs> we've heard all the other stories, maybe, yep. or heard it broken down a little bit more. Got anything in the chat? I'm going to check in with the chat here. <laughs> Necro said, I want so much stuff off Sprite bottle caps and got so much stuff with my family's Marlboro Miles. <laughs> yes, dude. Yep. Oh, man. We had a buddy Coke that caps. had camel, camel cash. Camel cash. His dad oh, had so camel many bucks. camel, oh, camel yeah. jackets. He had a oh, camel yeah. uh, bath uh, shower curtain. <laughs> I remember that. Lighters, Winston. Yeah, we used to yeah. get all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. Too funny. God, that's funny. You Go want to do this? You, know, you want me to do it? I, then I can do it. Go ahead. So we got the interesting connection between Christmas and mushrooms. There we go. The Legends of Santa Claus has some deep ties to mushrooms. You might already know about the way that Coca-Cola Company utilizes the character of Santa Claus to sell soda, but they also extrapolated from historic legends that the characters from northern European countries <clears throat> read on to see the interesting connection between Christmas and mushrooms. How Christmas started. Originally, the figure of Santa Claus came from the Nordic countries. In this region, Arctic shamans used the dole, uh, sorry, used to dole out psychedelic mushrooms as a part of their winter solstice celebrations. Jesus. They dressed in red clothing with white spots similar to the Amanita muscaria mushroom. People enjoyed a magical experience and communed with nature on the night of the solstice. Just like Santa enters homes through the chimney, Arctic shamans typically entered a snow-blocked home through an opening in the roof. Nordic shamans had a deep connection with the reindeer as well. Wow. They were generally recognized as spirit animals for the shamans. 
Under the influence of magic mushrooms, it's easy to see how someone could hallucinate flying reindeer beneath the beautiful night sky in December. Then, there's another interesting connection between mushrooms and the tradition of gift-giving in Christmas time. Most people put up an evergreen tree inside their homes to mark the holiday. Gifts are wrapped, placed underneath the tree. Mushrooms also tend to grow at the base of these trees, where decaying organic matter can feed the fungi. It's more than coincidence that people leave red and white presents underneath their pine trees on Christmas. Shut this up. This year, honor. That's amazing. This year, Bob, this is up to you. Honor the history of Nordic shamans at Christmas. Create some delightful mushroom-shaped ornaments to hang on your tree. I would love to. And share the story of Arctic mystics who delivered gifts in the middle of the night, assisted by their sleigh and reindeer. Spread your newfound knowledge of the connection between Christmas and... And mushrooms. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Bulbs. They're big, giant Amanita muscaria. So I said it earlier. That's what a Christmas bulb is. They would hang them out to dry. They'd take a a hook with the mushroom, and they would hook it, and then hang it up to dry. big mushroom. They're red. They're spotted. Have you ever seen one in real life? Yes. Where? They're freaking huge. You've seen them? I've I've only ever seen it once, and it was like, I thought I was like... I thought it was fake. Don't eat those ladies. No, no. Yeah, I didn't even pick it. I just wanted to yeah. see it. It was just so cool. If you ever really wanna, beautiful little man. <sighs> yeah. I thought it was really cool. And by the way, this is from fantasticfunguy.com. I probably should have said that, but uh, the founder of the documentary filmmaker of Fantastic Fungi. Stamets. Uh, Paul Stamets. Yeah. He tells a fascinating story on Rogan's podcast when him and his buddy did Amanita Muscaria. So before you guys would ever want to go out and, and try that, listen to what Paul Stamets has to say. I'll about, check I that mean, out. I've never listened oh, to it. Oh, dude, it's so funny. I'm not going to spoil it for all you Leave guys. It. Leave it. Go check out that episode. You can find that clip. Um, there you go, bud. I'll tell you what. Merry Christmas, buddy. Happy yeah. holidays. We got the winter solstice tomorrow and then moving right into Christmas. Yeah. We got... The sun just going to be hovering around for about three, four days till it starts getting lighter and lighter and lighter. Yeah. All the way to all the way to summer. Something to celebrate. You getting in the holiday spirit now, buddy? My brain's just swirling with a lot of stuff. I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's a lot going How on. How about you guys out there? You guys getting in the holiday spirit? I hope so. Uh, I hope that each and every one of you, if you're traveling, be safe. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're out and about. First you know, and like foremost. We have to travel every single year for our holidays. I know you do, bub. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I always Fun wish though. anybody that's on the road, and there's just going to be one of those magical years where I don't have to go anywhere and I can sit at my house. You're standing huh? in town? You're not no. going anywhere? I said I, I pray one day. Oh. There is one of those years where oh. I get to spend stay at my house and I don't have to travel and I know some of you guys probably feel that way too although it is awesome you know seeing family and uh but just you know it's a lot so oh for everybody sure everybody be safe for sure for yep. sure do what you got to do but yeah first and foremost be safe tell everybody that you uh get get the chance to hang out with that you love them and you know yep. 
have a good time, enjoy some good food. Think about what good you're laughs, grateful for. Good laughs, whatever it is that you know you're into around this Christmas time. I know there's a lot of different traditions that go on, but yep. just mostly just being together and having a good time. Well, need to start a new tradition of mushrooms under the tree, maybe. Huh? Mushrooms under the tree? Yeah. What do you mean, like <laughs> putting little real mushrooms? Like, <laughs> damn. I was going to say uh, shout out to uh, Ryan. For his uh, oh, message this shoot. morning, I listened to that whole podcast. We I was didn't like, even Jesus, talk man. about that, but shit. we can talk about that later if you want. No, go ahead, it. talk about it. So we had, yeah, for those of you that maybe, if you didn't watch, you didn't watch it. But we yeah. had a guest on a couple shows back, Ryan Singer, and we had a really great show. Had some cool pieces of content come out of it. And long story short, we had some stuff that kind of like gained uh, a little bit of traction. It was we had a TikTok video going going a little bit not viral, but it was it, again it was you know. Smoldering, it was getting there. It's getting some, tracks. and uh, we kind of made him aware of it and what have you. And long story short, it just turned into one of those things where, like, we took some content down, and um, just because we didn't really, we don't need it up if it's going to cause anybody else a problem. Yeah, and that was fine and cool, and we were happy to do it. And uh, I, I've been catching all this podcast now ever since we've had him on. I've just been digging through his stuff, and I obviously listen to stuff that's more recent. So I put it on today, and it was like. A lot of his Ryan kind of explains first start of his it. show was talking about it. Yeah, yeah. So anybody that out cool. there that is we wondering why this TikTok, if maybe you guys are listening to this show right now because you found our show from TikTok, <laughs> from TikTok, from Ryan Singer's story about yeah. uh, this encounter with a shapeshifter. Okay? Yeah, we don't need to go um, through the whole thing. No, again. but this is a real person. Uh, and if you want to hear from Ryan's perspective of why he took his episode down and why we decided to yeah, check take out his our podcast. TikTok down, yeah, uh, is this is a real person? Yeah, but check it, out his show if you want to hear yeah. it because he has a great message in it. But it's uh, me and Paranormal You, Ryan Singer. Yep. Check it's out the his very show. last episode. But shout out to Ryan for uh, you know saying so many nice things about us. Absolutely, and the show. We're and glad really, he's back home safe from their comedy tour. They were yeah. out, you know, running all over the country doing this goofball comedy tour. Yeah, the goofball run. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> I want to be the chauffeur on that sometime. I want to go hang out he's and just drive people yeah. around and get to laugh. Yep. That's my that's my boat. Disbro and Stunner and Master Control appreciate there. Of course. Skill Happy set. holidays to them. <clears throat> Cheers to the fellas. Cheers the to all best. you guys out there. Nancy, Sess in the City, Flutz, Born Not to Run, uh, Stoner's Dad, of course, as always. David, what's happening, buddy? Cryptids of the Corn. Uh, who else we got in there? Jay Lamb. If any of you guys Flutz, are still in there. <coughs> yeah, Necro. Nancy, Necro. <clears throat> you know, shout out to everybody There's a whole listening. crew in there. They're partying. Cryptids were jumping in there early. Yep. You guys are the best. And uh, we should still have episodes keep pumping out, though, right? Yeah, we've got some stuff lined up. Nice. And uh, always pushing it. Trying to. Trying to to get better and better guests. That's our goal. Uh, And also, we're we're coming to see you guys. This, in 2024, we're getting out there. We're going to be at events. We're going to do more events, uh, starting with Frogman Fest, March March 2nd. Early March, Frogman Fest. Fest. it's going to be in Loveland, Ohio this year. You guys should check it out. Make a flight, drive in, yep. come hang out with the Strange Road. Uh, we're hoping to have a booth out there, but we're also doing AV. We're going to be helping the speakers yeah. um, with their presentations and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, that's going to be our first event of the year, but yeah. we're hoping to do a lot more of those. So if you guys 
stay tuned. Yeah, we're trying to level up on a few things. We got some things happening. Stoner put a good thing in the chat there. If you guys uh, catch his message, some five star reviews on Apple. If it's not a five star, it's cool. But we always say five stars are bust. But one of the things I'm starting to do now too is publish some of the things in Spotify of reviews. I just found this that we can actually publish the reviews in Spotify because we have a couple, right? Like, what do yeah. you think of the episode? Didn't know that we had to actually publish them. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Didn't either. know that. But what I'm wow. going to say we're is, we're learning, folks. What I'm going to say is, if <laughs> you go and leave us a review on whatever it is, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, I don't care where it's at, whatever social, if you leave us a review, we'd prefer them on the podcast and what have you. Um, but throw it up there. We'll take that, and we're going to. I'm going to start taking screenshots of that and throwing it in our episodes of the strange happenings. Hey, mm-hmm. review buzz if it happens. We got to give some uh, shout outs for the shout outs, right? We got to yeah. do this whole uh, never ending reciprocation, and I love it. Yep. That's the engine that keeps things moving. Yeah. So, got to give everybody their for due. thought. That's my rant. Well, this has been a fun one, guys. You all rule. We could not have done this year without you guys. Does anybody see the animations on the screen back here instead of on my retinas and pupils? We had this. There's a little light there shooting frosty on that globe back there in the background on the strange road. And Prior to, I was getting an eye exam every 35 seconds from some really, really bright lumens. That's it oh for me. Oh, my gosh. Nice okay. job, Michael. Hey, great Happy stuff, holidays, guys. everybody. Happy holidays to all of you Stay from safe. the Strange Road. Uh, you guys are great. Peace, love, and chicken grease. Take care, guys. Get those wreaths and mistletoes going, bud. Keep up the evil spirit.